One of my favorite ways to unwind is by playing a game on my phone while I relax on the couch. And June's Journey is my new favorite as it combines several of my favorite things, finding hidden items, decor and design, and solving a murder. In June's Journey, you dive into June's captivating quest to uncover a scandalous hidden family secret while discovering the truth behind the unexplained death of her sister. As you uncover clues, you also get to build your own island estate with expansive gardens and beautiful buildings. You get to collect scraps of information to fill your photo album and learn more about each character. You get to chat and play with or against other players by joining a detective club. You'll even get the chance to play in a detective league to put your skills to the test. So can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. This episode contains adult themes and is not appropriate for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, the world. This is They Will Kill, a true crime podcast. I am Courtney Eck. And I'm Sadie Eck. And it's Sadie's night tonight, and uh, I don't really know what else to say about it except for you are in for a serious treat, people. Wow. <laughs> Always. Always. Wow. I, I aim to please. I, I mean, you never disappoint. You have a 100% approval rating. 100%. <laughs> so I would say our listeners probably would disagree. <laughs> no. It's, uh, it's proven. Deep case studies, long, lengthy, um, expensive case studies have proven that Sadie is a 100% success in your ears. Your ears respond positively 100% of the time. So what you got for us tonight, Sadie? This is the murder of Geralee Underwood. Okay. As is so often the case, June 29th, 1993 started out just like any other day for 11-year-old Geralee Underwood. The young girl was on summer break, getting ready to start the fifth grade at her school in Pocatello, Idaho. I love Pocatello, Idaho. I know, you've spent some time there. I did in AmeriCorps. I really, really, some of my happiest early adult memories were in Pocatello, Idaho. Mm -hmm. She was spending her summer working the paper route in her neighborhood for a little extra spending money. Fridays were the days that she would collect the money for that week's papers, and she was eagerly going door-to-door to to her customers' homes so she could be paid. The paper route story? Yes. No. This was her first ever job, and she usually worked with her older brother, who also delivered the paper. (sighs) She was a hard worker. Her mother, Joyce, remembers, quote, She got tips quite often. People really liked her. After only a few months on her route, she won a trip to Yellowstone from the journal for enrolling the most subscribers. Damn it. She's a hustler. Seriously. But on that day at around 5.45 p.m., Geralee's parents, Joyce and her father, Jeff, remember being in their garden when a woman they knew from their LDS church stopped by and asked if Geralee had been helping someone because they saw her get into a car with somebody. No, God, what? Oh, blood runs cold. Can you imagine? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No. And if you picture, I saw a little news clip uh, on this case, and it's just like early 90s subdivision, bright mm-hmm. pink, bright green homes, mm-hmm. perfect lawns, 
quiet, yeah. like just picture, you know, Idaho. It's uh, so pretty. It's so yeah. picturesque and yeah. very Mormon. And so everybody's yep. super nice and yep. super perfect. Yep. 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 And she's just gathering her money for Ugh. her papers. <laughs> The Underwoods rushed to the woman's home, which was less than a half mile away. After she explained, she watched as a man had forced Geralee into his vehicle out front of her home. No. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. So went from helped helping mm-hmm. some man to getting yeah. 100% kidnapped. And the way they tell it, it was sort of like she she didn't know what she didn't know what was going on, obviously, but like. So didn't didn't want to scare the parents at first, and was like, uh-huh. "Is Charlie with somebody?" And they're like, "No, no." And then she's like, "Okay, we're this is trouble because we just watched the girl get forced into a car." Oh my god! Isn't and that some just, shit? Like not uh-huh. just wanting to be polite and yes, it's like no, that's an actual reason to freak a parent out, right? Mm-hmm. Or scream or like yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, but you, uh, well, maybe I should. Um, Oof, that doesn't look good. No, fucking yeah. go. Go. No. Yeah. Well, now I'm just thinking, <laughs> today, my first grader, I had to go pick him up from school, like in the car line or whatever, like you do. Yep. And this car speeds past the line, which is a big no-no. Yeah. School yeah. does not like that shit. And they parked in the middle of the line. And then this lady jumps out and runs inside the school and then like runs back with this girl. She's like <laughs> dragging yeah. her into the car. And then like speeds away, and it was so. Maybe I just witnessed an abduction. See? I did not do a thing about it because I just assumed. I don't know what happened, but yeah, that would be. I had a friend of a friend who was a bad, bad person, and would she and her brother would go into like Cost Plus and just steal furniture off the floor, just walk away with it, you know, like they. <laughs> had already purchased it and just just tons of it and it always worked because people assumed that they had paid for it because why would otherwise why would you just go into a store and take furniture (laughs) off the floor and And so yeah the school car line would be the perfect place to abduct a child so uh i don't know what to do with that information except for let's hope for the best fuck that yeah when there was no sign of Jara Lee or the man, Jeff called police and went out immediately to search for his daughter. Joyce went home to wait anxiously, hoping Jara Lee would turn up unharmed. Quote, I remember just looking out the window and just waiting for her to come around the corner and say, Hey, Mom, guess how much tip I got? Oh, my God. Unfortunately, the sun would set that day without any sign of the 11-year-old. <sighs> the- I know. The next morning, a huge search was launched, and the community came out to support the Underwoods, but days would pass with no sign of Jara Lee. She was described as a good student who got straight A's. She loved to read and was always happy and vivacious. She loved her family. She was the second oldest of six, and her Mormon church community was very important to her. Her parents thought of Jara Lee as a fighter. She was born premature, only weighing four pounds, nine ounces at birth, and had to stay in the hospital ten days after she was born. They hoped her fighting spirit would bring her home safely this time, too. Me too, me too, me too. Police set up traffic checkpoints, and national media began covering the story. A week would pass before there was a huge break in the case. Authorities arrested 45-year-old James Edward Wood and charged him with kidnapping. The break came when someone called and said their family member matched the description of the suspect the police were looking for. 
Mm-hmm. They also said on the day Geralee disappeared, Wood, who had recently moved to Pocatello, had been eating dinner with them when Geralee knocked on the door to collect her paper money. Uh-oh. They wrote her a check and she left. As soon as she was gone, Wood said he wanted to go buy some alcohol and left, but he didn't return that night. Oh, God. Based on this tip, police brought Wood in for questioning. After hours of interrogation, Wood confessed to kidnapping, attempted rape, and murder of Geralee. Oh, my God. Wood told detectives on the night of June 29th he had been at his cousin's house when Geralee knocked on the door. When he saw her, he immediately knew he wanted her. Ew, God. No. After she left, he quickly followed her and stopped her as she was walking down the street. He told her the check his cousin wrote her was bad and he wanted to give her cash instead. As she was looking through her collection bag to find the check, Wood grabbed her and pushed her into his car. He then drove the 11-year-old to the Preston area and then back north to Pocatello. He was able to avoid police checkpoints before ending up 50 miles north in Idaho Falls. During the drive, Wood said Geralee asked him why he had kidnapped her. She told him about her clogging class and her Mormon faith. Uh-uh, no, God. Oh, no. If that didn't diffuse him? Mm-hmm. Like, no, this... you're a fucking monster if you yes. proceed after a little 11-year-old talks to you about her clogging class. Yes, no, he is a monster. I mean, you're a fucking monster no matter, like, obviously, but mm-hmm. good God. Mm-hmm. Yep, she, she and I, I was born in 82, so... I've just, yeah, uh, well, you'll see pictures of her, but she had, like, she could have been me. Hair like mine, big glasses. Remember those big glasses oh, I yeah. had briefly? Yeah. She has those, like, uh, clogging, and she loves to read, and I just <laughs> fucking hate it. After 14 hours, Wood stopped along the Snake River north of Idaho Falls to let Geralee use the bathroom. When she got out of the car, he followed her into some bushes. When she turned away from him, he shot her twice in the head. What? Yep. The fuck? What is the point of all of this? He covered her body with brush and then left. A little trigger warning, you guys. This next part's just kind of gruesome. Yeah. He would return a week later to molest Geralee's body. He then amputated her sex organs and dismembered and decapitated her. Oh my god. God. No. He then threw the parts of her body into the Snake River. When police went to the spot Wood disposed of Geralee, they were able to recover all of her body except her right hand and her right calf. She was so badly mutilated, Geralee's parents were not able to see her before she was buried, something that haunts both of them endlessly. I bet. James Edward Wood was born December 9th, 1947 in Louisiana, When Wood was two years old, his father was sent to federal prison. I couldn't find out what what for. Not Mm -hmm. that it matters, but... Nope. Wood's mother then moved herself and her son to Pocatello, where she worked in a potato factory, and married Wood's stepdad. Wood says his stepdad abused him physically and sexually for years and was a terrible man. Mm -hmm. When he was eight years old... Wood's mother died tragically when the potato factory where she worked burned to the ground. You're kidding me. No. One of the reports I read said that she saved two other workers and went back in to help Warren died. Oh my god. No. 
A fucking potato factory fire. Are you kidding me? Yeah. To make it worse, Wood was an elementary school at the time, which was located just across the street. Oh, see, some people just have a dark ass cloud Mm -hmm. hanging over them, don't they? Yep. He watched as the building burned, not knowing if his mother was dead or alive. Oh, my God. Whew. That is heavy shit, man. It's fucking awful. Yep. Do I care about James Wood, the man? No. No. Do I feel bad for him as an eight-year-old child? Fuck yes, I do. Very much so. Yep. After the death of his mother, Wood lived with his aunt and uncle and said he started having violent sexual fantasies at the age of nine. Ooh. He struggled in school and was constantly in trouble. Mm-hmm. He was held at St. Anthony's Youth Correction Center three times as a teenager and did receive counseling, but said it had no effect on him. Mm-hmm. He was so hard to handle, his aunt and uncle gave up custody of him when he was 14 years old after he stole a car and set fire to multiple dumpsters. Yeah, yep. After that, he became a ward of the state and was put into reform school for his crimes. When he was 17, he was released from the school under the condition that he leave the state and live with his father in Louisiana. Once in Louisiana, he began to work in his father's business of selling and installing chain link fences. According to Wood, he committed his first rape and attempted murder in Shreveport, Louisiana at the age of 18. Mm. He says he turned himself in because he needed help, but there was no evidence of this crime. Hmm. So maybe he went in and was like, I did this. And the police were like, cool. I don't know. Yeah. It's hard to know when it, most of all of this comes from Wood himself. So, it, you know. Right. Well, feel... there's a, there's a case of a serial killer that I've had on my list to do forever, but you know, me and my serial killer fatigue, but mm-hmm. he did go into the cops and confess and the cops were like, ha ha ha, get the fuck out of here. And he came <laughs> back with body parts uh-huh. to confirm that he was the culprit. So. God. It happens. Yes. That's, that would be me. I'd be like, yeah, right. Okay. Nope. Oh, cool. Yeah. 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 I think that would be most people, honestly. Yes. I mean, yes. police officers should not be that because they are the ones <laughs> who have to deal with it the most. But yes. yeah, I think that we hear about that more often than we don't where, mm-hmm. you know, especially like teenagers, like, I'm going to want to see what it feels like to kill somebody. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they do. In 1967, he married his first wife, Angie, and they had a child together, but she divorced him after he was convicted of aggravated battery and was sentenced to 10 years at Angola State Prison. He would serve two years before being released on good behavior. After being released from prison, he and Angie would get back together and remarry. They would have another child together, but would eventually divorce only a few months after their second marriage. Couldn't find any details as to what their relationship was like but we can imagine probably shitty great. yeah i'm gonna go yeah. ahead and guess shitty eight years later in 1979 he was convicted of rape and armed robbery and sentenced to two ten and a half year sentences to be served concurrently which mm-hmm. at the same time mm-hmm. he was released after serving six years again for good behavior in 1986 he married his second wife yvonne she says he was a good husband and there was never any violence in their relationship, but they divorced in 1992 after she learned that Wood had raped a 14-year-old family member of hers. Ay ay ay. That's mm-hmm. some grounds for divorce for sure. Yeah, but I don't I couldn't find any indication that he was ever charged for that. Of course he wasn't. It was no. fucking 1992. 
So Wood left Louisiana after the divorce and moved to Idaho. As he made his way across the country, he decided to rob a pizza hut in Denver. Once in Pocatello, he got a job as a dishwasher at a local restaurant and would spend his free time painting old handsaws to sell, which I just thought was a (laughs) very, like, uh, I don't know what the word is. Specific hobby? Yeah. Yes. So after being in Idaho for a month, he abducted a 15-year-old from another pizza hut, drove her to the outskirts of town, and raped her while her two-year-old sister sat in the backseat of the family car. Oh my god, uh, no. He then had the teenager get out of the car and kneel in the snow. He put a gun to her head and pulled the trigger, but the Mm -mm. gun jammed. Mm -mm. Knowing the sound of a gunshot would likely alert neighbors only about 100 feet away, he told the girl it was her, quote, lucky day and let her go. I think it maybe not jammed. I think it misfired. I read both. But if he Uh was worried about because I think it went off once. Uh huh. But it misfired and he didn't want to chance another gunshot Uh or whatever. Right. Oh, God. I. That poor dear. Yes. In 1993, in the months leading up to Geralee's murder, Wood would continue to rob different fast food restaurants and claimed he raped the 14-year-old daughter of his girlfriend. Oh, my God. This guy just rampage suckage. Just sucks and rampaging his suckage all over the place. Yes. He also says he raped a sex worker he picked up off the street. Oh, yeah. When it was all said and done, Wood would confess to raping more than 80 women, robbing more than 180 times, and even confessed to a December 1976 shooting death of a pregnant mother of four in Louisiana. Oh my god! I could not find any information about, no, no, none of the articles. They talked about it, but they did not use the woman's name. Wow. I don't know who it was. I would love to know. I'd be happy to tell you about it, but I could not find a, a shred of it, anything. How strange. Yeah, it really was. He claimed to abduct her from a parking lot on Christmas Eve, raped her, and killed her. Mm. Police only found her skull in a wooded area on New Year's Day in 1981. Oh, man. And he was never charged. Shit. For that. Some believe he killed more than a dozen people, but no unsolved cases have been officially connected to him. Wood, believing himself to be a bit of an artist, drew a self-portrait for the lead detective of Geralee's case. In the image above Wood's picture in the drawing is a cross and the scale of justice. On Wood's neck is a portrait of Geralee. On the right side is a disturbing line of altars fading away into infinity with the bodies of women strewn across the platforms. According to the detective, Wood told him, quote, those are the people I've killed. You can go fuck yourself, dude. Mm. But you can give me a humongous break and then get the fuck out of here with that yeah. shit. Yes, it's one of those. I really think that he did a lot of really awful. I mean, clearly he did a lot of really awful things, but I think he just got into the prison and was like, look at me. Um, I so just killed and dangerous. raped everybody. And that's just, yeah. no, you're boring and you're stupid. and Delusions of grandeur. Totally. Yes. Wood eventually decided to plead guilty to kidnapping, rape, and murder of Geralee, and of raping the two teens from Pocatello. Oh, and the the teen that uh, almost died, who almost got shot and didn't, mm-hmm. she she testified during his sentencing hearing. Yeah, it was totally. It was one of those like you're gonna rue the day. Yeah. Yeah. After a three day sentencing hearing, the judge sentenced Wood to death. 
Wow. Yep. The sentence would be overturned by the Utah Supreme Court in 2004 because a judge and not a jury had decided his fate. So the Supreme Court said no. A jury needs to be the one to decide this sentence. Isn't it usually a judge that decides the sentence? Maybe not, not in Idaho. Well, I think that usually you have to, I know in most states you have to have a jury. So if you're doing the death. right? Right. So if you're doing uh-huh. the death penalty, you have to have a sentencing hearing with a jury that hears the evidence. And they they say, they recommend death or right. life. Mm-hmm. And then the judge, I think, can be the ultimate decider, but you have to have a jury be part of that process and apparently in this case anyway that didn't happen so the utah supreme court said no you got to try again jerry's father said quote it was just too much to take in so i said a prayer to heavenly father and asked if he would please just take wood's life so it could be over and done with it seemed god answered the grieving father's prayers when two weeks after his sentence was overturned Wood was found dead in his prison cell. Mm-mm. Yes. Was like, no okay. problem. Seriously. Wow. Yeah. He had suffered a massive heart attack at 56 mm. years old. What? Yes. No. <gasps> That's crazy. Yes. I, yes. I don't necessarily believe in a God that like decide stuff like that but i want why to not? so badly oh why case. not totally this, in this case i'm going for it just like struck him the fuck down was like, hold my beer <laughs> yep yep awesome looking for closure jeff asked the prosecutor's office to see a profile that had been done on the man who had killed his daughter fbi profilers had compiled a comprehensive report detailing wood's life from his childhood until death Quote, it was really, really interesting, and it kind of shed some light that I maybe could have a little bit of compassion on him, Jeff says. Mm. Mm. To see his situation with his life as a child and teenager, I can maybe begin to see why he made the choices he did. Mm-hmm. Joyce and Jeff think about Jara Lee every day. They wonder what she'd be like now, how many kids she might have, a life and future stolen from all of them. Quote, the day will come when we'll be together again, Jeff says. I know there is really a loving God, even in tragedies like this. And that is a great strength to me that gives us the ability to continue on. Yeah, I fucking bet, man. If God, like, was str- smiting my enemies, <laughs> I would be like, yeah, this guy rules. I'm, I'll be right Damn. on up. Seriously. Yeah. yeah, they, in that news clip, it was like a 10 minute segment that they did on one of the anniversaries of Jerry's murder. Yeah. And then the dad was like, yep. Well, once that happened, I just felt like that was the closure I'd really been looking for. So I was just able to move on. Like, that was it. Chapter is over. So now I can move on. (laughs) It's an incredibly good closure. God, I wish that was always the closure. Seriously. You know? Yeah. Your daughter is murdered. The parents get to, like, have one wish. This is what, uh, this is what I want to happen in this situation. Totally. Oh, my God. When the minority report future mm-hmm. is now mm-hmm. and they can confirm that you did, none of this is going to be a problem. None of this is going to go <laughs> wrong. They can confirm that you did the crime. Then yes, a hundred percent. The parents yep. or the spouse gets mm-hmm. one wish. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. Woo-hoo. Whoa. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. going to be not a problem at all. Nothing could go wrong with that. <laughs> 
we we don't just suddenly enter into a episode of the twilight zone or anything that doesn't happen oh no it's gonna be smooth sailing it's gonna be smooth sailing it'll never backfire uh society will be able to handle that great responsibility (laughs) (laughs) it's gonna be great Uh, but it is really nice to fantasize about isn't it yes oh yeah yeah yes so poor 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 geralee and oh it's so oh god i just i don't know i don't even know what to do or say about that shit it's a lose-lose until mm-hmm. God steps in and just fucking strikes him down. Takes but, him out. Yeah. yeah. But man, his life was garbage. Mm-hmm. And then he just turned everything, so many lives into garbage, just fucking left a trail of garbage. chaos and pain and grief in his wake. What a yep. fucking shame. What a yep. total waste. It's really unbelievable, isn't it? Like yeah. how much a couple of horrible things can ripple into infinity. Mm. Mm. That's a nice thought to think about. (laughs) No, it's the thing I always think about anytime I watch any kind of like crime show or documentary or anything. It's just like, yeah, man, your actions have consequences forever. Forever. I know. I know. I've been thinking about it a lot because all of my thoughts right now are with my children going to school in the middle of a pandemic without masks on. And uh, like on one hand, I think, well, I'm making these choices for them. And then I was like, but every choice that's ever made ever, like, you know, so in some ways it's comforting. In some ways it's like, yeah, so terrifying that you want to lock them in your house forever. But yeah, we just never know. You never know what's happening. You never know what's coming. Yeah. And do the best we can until it's over. (laughs) I mean, ultimately, yes, you have no control over it. I think about that all the time. You have no control over it, which I find very comforting. Yeah. You know, like, I I just, you just don't know. Yep. But if you're listening right now, and it's like three in the morning, and you're having terrible anxiety, and you just want to like, try to stop, just stop listening. Everything's gonna be fine. <laughs> yes. Just imagine your safe space on the beach or whatever. Well, I didn't, it is going to be fine. Like, I was scrolling through the fucking social media today, and, you know, it's just chaos everywhere. Mm-hmm. And then a friend posted all these photos of a trip to, like, Colorado, and they were camping in the middle of fucking nowhere in the gorgeous mountains, and I could smell the sagebrush, mm-hmm. you know, I know the quality of the air, and all those, Sadie and I were born in Colorado, and I was like, oh my god, this world is such a beautiful place. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so much beauty. There's so much to live for. There's so many fucking miracles all the time. Seriously. But it's just gotten really hard to focus mm-hmm. on those things for the last couple of years. It but really I has been. do think, you know, there's also that popular meme f- circulating about the guy who lived through the Great Depression and World uh-huh. War Two. you know? And he's like, yeah, you yeah. just live. You just yeah. do, yeah. you know? And it's going to get better again. There's going to be Obama-era fucking happiness again someday, <laughs> you know? No, we I, I, I was thinking about due that. Due for our reckoning. Yeah. With the, with the vaccines, Biden being elected uh, yeah. the summer, like the, yeah. two, the two months of summer or whatever we got. Yeah. Uh, I felt really much better i was like okay yeah. and then it just all went to shit but it'll be it, it'll be good. it'll come it'll back be fine yes it really will no mm-hmm. i think about that a lot too it's sort of yeah. a cruel little taste of freedom and freedom yeah um that's why it's so frustrating but it will come back <laughs> yeah yeah because yeah. life goes on and yeah. it's just weird that it does mm-hmm. 
what it does and it will simultaneously be very okay and not okay. Oh my God. I was reading a, I wrought, I follow, um, I think it's the dark theme Reddit. Is that what it's called on Instagram? Dark theme Reddit. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I just love it. It's so spooky. And it's just, you know, questions on Reddit, like what's the most terrifying supernatural experience you've ever had? Mm-hmm. Show like that, you know, which of course I can I read that. forever and ever. Yes. Uh, and I can't remember what the topic was, but a person was talking about how they, oh, I remember it was like a supernatural experience. And they said that they knew that they were going to get into a car accident and almost took a different route home, but didn't. It was like, that's stupid. Just go home. And car swerved into their lane and crashed into them. And somebody posted below it, well, you probably died in an alternate dimension, but I'm really <laughs> glad you're still alive in this one. And I was like, oh, come on. <laughs> Calm down, guys. <laughs> Taking it too far. Well, it's what Ryan and I say all the time that, oh man, how do we get stuck on this timeline? The Trump one, the pandemic one, like, no. Well, then you get back on the good timeline. You're like, yeah, I'm so glad I'm on this timeline right now. No, we always say that we got the timeline with dogs, though. Not all the timelines get dogs. (gasps) No, see? Now you need to calm down. That is unacceptable. (laughs) Nobody needs to be thinking about that. Because every timeline, there's every possibility ever so there's a timeline out there without dogs i hate it Uh i hate it i do (laughs) dogs do trip me the fuck out though because all the time you know what i mean like i love you know we all love them so much i that nothing in this world makes me happier than my dogs literally nothing my wife that's it period and but i just stare at them and i'm like this is so strange it is such a strange thing that we do yeah it's such a strange relationship that we just let them in our homes i have two very big dogs yeah and i just let them live in my home and love them like my children and like my kids are i don't ever i mean my kids have learned boundaries with them but i don't worry about my dogs like eating them like they could if they chose to they just yeah. don't choose to do that. <laughs> no. Well, and then I have fucking pugs, and Bill looks like a Jim Henson character so much. And so I'll just stare at that, too. And I'm like, what is your face even? Like, what? <laughs> what? You know what I mean? Like, yes. You're real. And yeah. you're like my best friend. It's so weird. Bill's so cute. Oh, my God. Oh my he's God. so cute. Oh. He's animatronic. He's so cute. <laughs> Should we do some names? Do yeah. Names? Unless you guys want to continue down this road of fucking existential crisis and no, timelines. And I think we're good. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Let's come back to the land of the, the, the nice part of oh life. Oh my God. Now my neighbor is walking his humongous Great Pyrenees down the road. Speaking of. And that's weird because that is a huge dog and it just belongs on a mountain in <laughs> a sci-fi novel. Switzerland. Switzerland in the sci-fi Switzerland. Uh coming out hot this week with a bunch of dick names. Yes. Last gosh. week there were no dick names. This this week there Every are three. Week there needs to be a dick name. I just love the dick section of this <laughs> breakdown. Uh God, how do we even choose who to go with first? Uh somebody's uncle, his name was Richard Hare. <laughs> So it's everyone called him Dick Hair. Dick Hair. And his nickname was Big Dick Hair. 
Uh, this name, there are two. The next two are perfect. They are masterpieces. Number one, Dick Frisbee. <laughs> um, hello, what? <laughs> and the next one, this is I've confirmed. Major, like in the military, Major Dick Bong. <laughs> It's like Dr. Marijuana Pepsi, Major Dick Bong. And Dr. Marijuana Pepsi should be BFFs because A, they've achieved a lot in their life. And two, damn it, good names. Jesus Christ. Um, Brandon John Jarvis. Yeah, Jarvis is such a good name. Brandon John Jarvis. Brandon John Jarvis. Get over here. You know exactly what his life looks like and what his mother looks like. Bryson Levi Carson. All right. <laughs> Bryson Levi Carson. Bryson, Bryson Carson. Levi Carson is the next door neighbor of Brandon John Jarvis for sure. <laughs> totally. Oh my God. So somebody's mother's maiden name was Linda Lou Hooper. And she married her father, who is Edward Arthur Hoppy. So her name is now Linda Lou Hopper Hoppy. <laughs> Oh, God, that's so cute. <laughs> Linda Lou Hopper Hoppy. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, um, Sean, spelled C-H-A-W-N, Sean T. Coomer. Shanti <laughs> <laughs> Coomer. Shanti Coomer. <laughs> uh, never, never gets old, never gets sick of a Harry J. Butts. Never. No, never. Um, how about Sean Dick? Yeah. And coming to you from Michigan City, Indiana, my home. Don't find me and kill me. <laughs> I don't really care. I mean, God, it takes 45 seconds to find people on the internet. So I live in Michigan City, Indiana. Save you $1.99 on white pages. <laughs> um, Autumn Slaughter. That's <laughs> <laughs> what winter is. <laughs> Oh my god. Also, I passed a store in South Bend, Indiana called Shampoochies. <laughs> That's cute. And when I was Googling it to confirm that it was Shampoochies and not Shampoodles, I found a Shampoodles in Chicago, <laughs> Illinois. Of course. So, in oh, this region cute. of the Midwest, you can take your dog to either Shampoochies or Shampoodles. And we got some bird names this week. God, uh, birds. Extended it into the aviary kingdom. Yes. Is that right? Aviary? Apiary? Aviary? Apiary. Avian? Avian? Avian. Yes. Sorry, scientists. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> biologists. Sorry. Zoologists. Zoologists. <laughs> I don't know. Paleontologists. I'm sure they've got they to deal know with about birds. birds, too. Yeah. A booby. There's a booby. <laughs> yes, yes, there is. There's a swallow, of course. Of but course. In, in this context, yeah. <laughs> There's the European shag. Yes. And the penduline tits. <laughs> oh, my God. Also, just uh, one last thing. I was taking my continuing education course for being a realtor, and... 
I, the whole time I was doing it, I was just feeling so sorry for the person who has to write this course and these tests. It is an enormous amount of writing. Mm-hmm. And if when you just stop, you know, how often do you like read a text as mm-hmm. an adult? But when you just stop and think about the fact that people have to write these things and come up with scenarios for the tests and stuff. I'd rather die. But they had the craziest name. Sadie was one of the names. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Soledad. I was like... <laughs> What? <laughs> Soledad wants to refinance their home. Like, weird. <laughs> Such a specific name. And then the last name, Morgendorfer. <laughs> like, it was definitely toward the end of the course. And the people were just either about to resign from their position as copywriter of the fucking continuing education realtor course or like, <laughs> ran out of regular names oh, they're just like let's see how crazy we can take this yeah seriously <laughs> bored what's a good name soledad yeah fuck it Done. great which is a great name i great love the name, name. soledad, soledad. Yes. it's an amazing name but just <laughs> okay Done. do you have any names for me i do yeah yes i do these are our new patrons. Hey, guys. Hey, Ooh. guys. Thank you for your support. You can Fuck join yeah. us, too, everybody out there. You can join us for as little as $3 a month. Starting $5, you get shit in the mail. Mm-hmm. We'll send you goodies. Mm-hmm. Pretty yeah. good shit, too. Yep. Yes. In the mail soon, as a matter of fact. If you want yours, get sign up quick. Like Go tomorrow. now. Run. <laughs> uh, thank you so much. And I don't know if it's Neve or Nevy B. Mm. N-E-V-I-E. Oh, my. Neve or Nevy. B? Nevy B? Nevy? I think it's... I would say Nevy, but... I would say Nevy, too. That mm-hmm. is a very cool name. Very cool. I've never heard it, and now I'm going to be Nevy B. I am now Nevy B, and <laughs> that is me. Nevy B is in me. <laughs> I be are in a tree. <laughs> Good job. Thanks. <laughs> just riffing right on that one. <laughs> Thank you so much to Hannah P. <laughs> uh, Hannah P of the jungle. I do believe that uh, if your last name starts with a P, you probably live in my jungle with the piranhas and the panthers. <laughs> but you, my friend, are a P. Parrot, your parrot, <laughs> Hannah Parrot. She's in the tree. She's so colorful. She's got plumage. She's got a very vast vocabulary, and a lot of what she says is swears because that's yes. always funny coming out of a parrot. Good job, Hannah Parrot. <laughs> Saying things like that reminds me of my three-year-old who's in preschool now for the first time has to bring show and tell. Uh, this week, and they have to pick something that's the same letter as their first name. So I'll give you a hint. I'll give you a hint. His name starts with an H. And <laughs> so today, he was walking the, around the house, and he doesn't quite understand how letters work yet. So I was like, it has to be like a huh sound, you know, like yeah. his name. And so he he went over and he, he picked up a toy. He said, like this ho, ho, ho. <laughs> it was a yo-yo, but he thought if he could just... <laughs> Put the H sound on top yes. of it. He could bring yes. it to show it. To I approve. I 100% oh, approve. The, God, this this ho-ho? <laughs> yes, buddy. Yes, you can. Mm-hmm. Why the fuck not? Yeah. You know? 
There are new rules. We live in a new world. Yep. It's been well established. Fuck <laughs> it. Call it whatever you want. Yeah, it's such a, it's like the perfect description of his, uh, his of him. He just makes shit fit. No, so like, much. Oh, so shit. much. Okay, he's magic. God, that kid's magic. Uh, last but not least, thank you so much to Alicia C. Alicia. Alicia. <laughs> Alicia C. Alicia C. <laughs> yes. See y'all y'all later. Yeah, we will. And we'll see Alicia see you on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at They Will Kill. We will. Alicia, see you at our website, <laughs> theywillkill.com. And we will, Alicia, see you in our fucking DMs when you mail us at theywillkillpodcast <laughs> at gmail.com. Hey, we also will, Alicia, see you on our ratings, <laughs> reviews, and subscriptions. <laughs> yes, we would love to see you over Please there. Do that. Absolutely. Uh, thank you, AJ Bergantz, for our music. Thank you so much. And remember, I think I wrote one down for this. Oh, I've been thinking more about they will pill. <laughs> <laughs> our new offshoot. I think this is what we do. We okay. start two podcasts, yes. both titled They Will Pill. Okay. One, we buy sweaters from different outlets. Okay. And we decide if they will pill. And we rate the sweaters <laughs> on like the longevity uh-huh. w- w- through which they don't pill, okay. the size, the ease with which you can remove the pills. This is a podcast. Yeah. The audio. Just you and me. Yep. <laughs> okay. You and me talking about, I got a, oh, I got a sweater today at um, J. Crew factory and uh, <laughs> pill size. Uh, I'll give it a f- five pills out of 10. And yeah, just talk yeah. about it. Okay. And so if people want to know if they will pill, they tune into they will pill and they listen to us <laughs> talk about sweaters. The okay. other they will pill is we find a dissatisfied middle-aged housewife yes and we feed her pills until she feels happy yes and then we tell you what the combination of pills was that made mommy can i I go first happy again (laughs) i'm serious i was just saying last night my anxiety it comes and goes but it's been like pretty fucking high lately yeah and to the point where if it doesn't go down i think i need because therapy is working wonderful but yeah i think i need if it, if my anxiety continues at this level, I think it would be good for me to get on some medicine. Yeah, and uh, it's helpful. So I was talking to Ryan, and he, who was like, it's just he's got a brain. Just you know, all of the information is in that guy's brain. He's so smart. He was like listing off all of the possibilities. He's like, you know, maybe Valium would work. And I was like, oh, can they I really be, be um, like housewife on Valium? Yeah, <laughs> sounds so cool. Yes. <laughs> He's like, so, well, you, yes. just, you don't take it every day. You take it when you need it, but it lasts a little longer. I was like, yeah. Yeah. Valium. Valium. Like, then I was thinking, I don't think I have, I have a doctor's appointment coming up. I don't think I can go to my doctor and be like, hey, doc, can I get some prescription for Valium? Yeah. Take it for me. It is very hard. I have mentioned this before, but I, I keep Ativan for panic attacks. I mean, the good thing about me and pills is that I don't really like the way they make me feel, mm-hmm. so I don't abuse them. But I fucking put on, it's like a first date. Every time I go see my doctor when I need a med check, I put on makeup, I put on perfume. Yes. I look like a fucking 
like the head of the PTA yeah, every man. time I go see my doctor. No, I I'm seriously like, thought about having my therapist like write a note for yeah. me. Like <laughs> she's legit. She's cool. I've been seeing her for a long time. She's, yeah. She's okay. <laughs> but like, I don't even know what I want. I, I, the conversation needs to be with my doctor. This is what I'm experiencing. What would you yeah. suggest? And we can take it from there, but. Well, I will say last time I, my doctor, my last doctor left the country. I called in a refill. (laughs) They're like, sorry, your doctor no longer lives here at all. And I was like, son of a bitch. That is the worst news to get. But I got a new doctor and I had to go back twice. And, you know, luckily I have like a proven track record that I'm not a drug seeker. And 30 pills literally last me a year. So they don't find that troublesome behavior. But she did mention, and the only reason I do Ativan is because I need it when I need it. And I need right. it like, Quickly. I have like five seconds. Yeah. Um, but she did mention, and I have actually thought about maybe trying that, but I didn't want to be like, well, can I try both? Because <laughs> <You know? laughs> then that is seeming kind of drug seeking behavior. But she did mention that there are two anti-anxiety medications that are not controlled substances. I can't remember what they're called. Um, one is more for like a kind of a performance anxiety sort of thing. So it's really good for if you have anxiety around work or Mm -hmm. performance. Mm -hmm. Um, and the other one is more similar to like, makes you feel like Ativan, but it's a slower acting. So it doesn't act right away. Yeah. It does need something to like tone it down sometimes. Like when all of the tricks that I've learned in therapy aren't working, and my anxiety yep. is still just at that like level of where it's taking over my uh, all uh, my life. Totally. Yeah, it's not a panic attack; it's just constant. Yeah. Uh, no. That's... Yeah, to have it turned down a couple notches mm-hmm. would be really helpful. So. Yeah, it would be worth going to see the doctor and say, mm-hmm. "My uh, sister, who is not a drug seeker." <laughs> well, the first time I went to see my first doctor, I was like, I have panic attacks. They're really bad. I showed up dressed like a man. I was wearing an old man's coat. I didn't shower. I put like a beanie cap on and I sat down and I just started sobbing because I just figured out that I had anxiety because yeah. I didn't know what it right. was, you know. And I was like, but my friends have given me Ativan and it works really well. And she was uh-huh. like, get the fuck out of my office. So it took a year for her to give me Ativan, which makes her a good doctor. Yes. But also, yeah. Yeah. People, if you need medicine, go get yourself some fucking medicine. Seriously. Yeah. yeah. Try yeah. other things first, but you know when you need medicine and don't mm-hmm. tell, let anyone tell you you don't. Yeah. You know. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's not the worst idea to have a little mommy's helper. And then we will record it. Okay. All right. That's what we were talking about. Yeah. Okay. I'll be the first. I'll be the first. uh, They will pill project. (laughs) (laughs) I will. I will go buy a bunch of sweaters and you. I will start. Take various cocktails. Pills. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. But since I've had that conversation with Ryan last night. Of course, now my anxiety is better. I just had to like say it out loud. But. Yeah. To- yeah. Well, that's what I mean. Like try mm-hmm. other things first, guys. I'm not definitely not encouraging other people to be drug seekers. <laughs> but, but also get medicine if your brain is needing. Yes. Help. Yes. yes. Yoga and fucking fresh air and water only take you so far. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you really, your body needs help. And it's very, yep. very hard on your body to experience stress. In fact, it will actually literally kill you. Yes. So well, yeah. well, that's what I realized. Is, and I think that once the pandemic is back under control, my anxiety yeah. will go down again. Uh, yeah. But in the meantime, I just, I've, that's what I keep thinking is that if I keep at this level of anxiety, 
and stress, I'm going to really seriously hurt my physical body. Like it's not good for me. So. Yep. Well, because then it goes from they will pill to they will kill. And yes. that's a different podcast. And we've already established <laughs> that podcast. I don't want you to be the subject of that no, podcast. No, I don't either. So anybody out there who's got good suggestions for specific pills that Sadie should try, <laughs> let us know. Yeah. Have, but really, do you have a, I don't have depression anymore, thankfully. Yep. My anxiety is pretty pervasive. So if, yeah, like, what have you guys tried? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Send me some of the mail. I'm just kidding. <laughs> God. <laughs> God. Apple's going to just start removing all of our episodes. Well, don't do that. Only a matter Please of time. Don't do that. No, it's only a matter of time. Yeah, don't send Sadie drugs in the mail. No. So definitely send her <laughs> suggestions. Yeah. Because, and me too, honestly. I don't like Ativan. Um, mm-hmm. It makes me really tired and it, and it gives me like a hangover for a couple of days, even the smallest amount of it. So if there are other super fast acting kind of less intense drugs you recommend i would love to know too mm-hmm. so maybe we will start a podcast called they will, they will pill here we go hey we really love we you. really love you you're the best yep thanks for being here and we will see you on another time see you on another time goodbye goodbye, goodbye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.